Hey everyone, and welcome to Agents Unfiltered, where we talk about the do's, the don'ts, and the what the fucks of real estate. I'm Allie. This is Danielle. And I'm Cassie Day. Join the three of us every week as we deep dive into some wild real estate cases and give our take. We are not attorneys and want to make it clear that this podcast or any linked materials should not be construed as legal advice. Nor is this information a substitute for professional expertise. We are not lawyers, financial advisors, doctors, or mortgage lenders, but we are your new BFFs. I have a story to tell you guys. Oh, yeah. Um. (laughs) Yeah, We're live. Let's do it. We all went to Ikea because... Sugar Mama slash managing broker Danielle bought us a new building. Uh And so we had to find things to fill the building from Ikea. (laughs) Which Ikea for us, where we are located, is about a four-hour drive. Yeah. You know? So it's like you leave in the morning, you shop for three to four hours, you drive back. It's a whole day. day. Yeah, it's a whole day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so on the way back, someone decided to get a little frisky with me on the highway. (laughs) I just had my, you know... Cruise control on, going 78 because, you know, eight, you're great, nine, you're mine. You don't get pulled over. Right, you're right. Nine over. It's a rule. Um, and so I'm just, I go in the fast lane and there's this car in front of me. So then I just glide over to the right because I'm like, okay, obviously they're not moving and I'm not going to be on their butt. And then as soon as I glide over, they speed up so I can't pass them. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like, not a big deal because no one was in front of me and I'm just cruising on my cruise control and then they whip in front of me and I'm like, what the heck is that about? So I go back over to the left lane and they do it again. And then I was like, okay, am I being cranky or is this person trying to mess with me? So then I go to the right one more time to just like speed past her and get around her before this other truck and then she speeds up all the way so that I can't get past. So we have our little walkie talkies and I said, <laughs> that was my favorite comment the whole time. Holly's like, this bitch doesn't know that we're, what'd you say? Oh, I was like, we're all like a girl gang on walkie talkies. <laughs> yeah. This bitch doesn't know that we're a girl gang on walkie talkies. So like I, I say to the walkie talkie, I was like, I don't know what's up with this explicitive word lady i'm not gonna say what i said but she's about to get ran off the highway and danielle's like i was watching all of it give me 10 seconds i'm boxing her in so i see danielle flying up like probably 95 miles an hour on the other side of me and whipping in front of this lady and then becca our transaction coordinator is like hell yeah i want in on this so i'm in the left lane right the girl was in front of me in the left lane um, Danielle dives up on the right side, gets in front of her. Becca dives up and gets on her side. So she's all boxed in. I get behind Becca because I'm like, heck yeah, I'll just follow Becca up. Yeah. And Danielle will take care of her. So I don't have to be messed with anymore. <laughs> Mind you, this girl, every time I passed her or we got even, would not look at me. I'm like, if you're going to mess with me, you can look me in the eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't. No. And that made me she upset. Wouldn't. Yeah. So I go to dive behind Becca and then there's not very much space left, and she dives in between us. I don't know. Oh my gosh! I don't know why she just wanted she to mess with me so bad. Got in between she was like, you guys, yeah. she almost hit and me. She was so close to hitting both of you. It was crazy. So then I just laid on my horn. Yep. And then I got back over. And then I don't really remember what happened after that because yeah. Cassie and Becca brought up the rear and did not let oh, it end. <laughs> no, we did not let it end. Yeah, because we made sure that she was behind all of us. And Becca was, like, holding next to Allie so that she couldn't pass Allie again. And then I, like, let Becca in behind me. 
And the girl was behind me at this point trying to figure out how to get around. And I hit my brakes to let Becca in. And she almost swerved off the road. She almost hit you. <laughs> she I almost thought in my rear view. And then she swerved and corrected. And she didn't She didn't fuck with us after that. Mind you, we're walkie-talking. The whole time. <laughs> this entire time. Uh-huh. Like, with our plan. Yeah. Like, we're in, like, yeah. fighter jets or something. Yeah. We're like, okay, I'm taking out the left. Yeah. <laughs> and the oh best part was at the end, Danielle's like, wow, the things that we do when our children aren't in our car. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. It's so, but she had it in for you. It was so I don't weird. Know what I did. Well, it was like half an hour leading up to it. I mean, it was like yeah. a long period of time. Yeah. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I let it. How road rage starts. Yeah. Sorry. I know. I, I mean, like, we were laughing. Not that we I was, were laughing. Not we that I would do it, but like. If you were allowed to play bumper cars on the highway, mm-hmm. I might have taken advantage of it yeah. in that moment. Mm-hmm. But she was trying so hard. And I think she scared herself at the end when she almost hit me. And I didn't do anything mm-hmm. extreme. I just let Becca back in in front of me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so adventurous. Random. Yeah. So random. Meanwhile, I'm like, if you had yourself on cruise control, you wouldn't be going from, you know, 65 to 85 uh-huh. to 75. Like, just keep it kosher. Keep yeah. it steady. I know. <laughs> Go the same speed. <laughs> Stay in a five mile, five mile per hour radius. You know, maybe she had a weird playlist going. It was like metal, and then she was going ninety five, and it was like a soft, sweet song, and she was going sixty five. <laughs> You're I giving her a lot of credit. Yeah, <laughs> screw her. I think she had it out for you. Hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. Anyways, um, I'm to gonna talk about my case that I didn't study at all because I never come with my cases prepared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone made we a bet on you. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so disclosure suit against brokers rejected by court. Kind of similar to your cemetery one that you had, but yeah. not involving a cemetery. Yeah. So basically, it was decided by the Supreme Court of Montana that when it comes to boundary disputes and zoning, that it is not your agent's responsibility since it's public knowledge. Should you do your best to let them know about it? Mm-hmm. Yes, but legally in court, you can't be held responsible for anything that happens because of that. The home buyer in this, she alleged professional negligence and constructive fraud against both the seller and buyer agents because um, the plaintiff said that they failed to disclose material information by not telling them about zoning limitations for offense. So um, the buyer had a... Emotional support animal, mm-hmm. service dog, mm-hmm. and they wanted to build a fence. Because of zoning requirements, they were unable to build the fence because it went into a neighbor's property. So uh, the added layer of this is that the listing agent, it was her father, father-in-law's house that she was selling. So oh. she was saying it was gross negligence because she obviously had relation to the seller and was covering up the fact that a fence then, couldn't be built there. How does the buyer's agent factor into that? I think by not looking <clears throat> up zoning, knowing that they wanted to build a fence mm. because they had a dog. And she couldn't build a fence at all? Like, not even just closer to the house? It didn't say that. Okay. Maybe, Maybe just the way she wanted it yeah. built. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't say that. I'm like, there's so many different ways. I know. Mm-hmm. Unless you literally couldn't build a fence at all on that property. Yeah. I know. Well, it, I wish mm. that... They would almost involve pictures of the properties yeah. with yeah. these because it would make it a lot easier to figure out. 
I mean, I assume in a neighborhood, you're maybe touching like what, one, two, three, four, five properties, like if you're in the middle of people, right? Mm-hmm. But then everywhere is set up differently. So who knows? Yeah. Like if you're on a corner lot. Because I was thinking, like, there's so many fixes to that, though. Like, if it's not a fence, then mm-hmm. you have like a dog run or you mm-hmm. have like the, the leads or whatever, you yeah. know, that you attach. Like, a fence isn't the only route to go. Or, or you go animal. with like one of those um, little, like, invisible fences. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Like, there's other things. It's, I don't know. That's so interesting. Yeah, so the district court granted summary judgment in favor of the buyer's agent because zoning requirements are public and discoverable, kind of like with yeah. your mm-hmm. cemetery thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, it was holding that the plaintiff could not establish the agent owed her any duty to disclose this, which I thought was an interesting way to phrase it. Like, they didn't owe you any sort of duty to disclose that because it's, I mean... It's one of those things where we might not be able to be legally held to it, but it is good to keep in the back of our minds. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like if we know our client wants, has some intention to do something. Yeah. Then, you know, I mean, I can see like where, yes, like it would be helpful to disclose that, but the list agent doesn't necessarily know what the buyer wants. Right. Right. And unless the buyer's agent was like, oh, I'll look this up for you. Yeah. Can't right. read minds 101. No. Let no. me know yes. what you need. Yes. Let me know what you need. But it does, it would help, like, if the buyer's agent knew that they wanted to do a fence, said, hey, I would go look up your, like, if you can or what the requirements are for fencing. Because that is something, like, some people want to do a really tall fencing, you're not allowed to. Mm-hmm. Front yards aren't allowed to be fenced usually. Yeah. But then obviously put that in writing. Right. Like, say, hey, here's the, like, link to the whatever mm-hmm. website. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then there, the added thing on top of it, too, is there was also water damage that happened because mm-hmm. the area that it's in, I guess, was kind of like a wetland area, which I know that we out here have, you know, the flood zones that we can look up where we have mm-hmm. like protected wetlands. So this was also something that they were upset about, like on, on top of like the fence not being able to be built, like there was water damage as well, but it showed that it never happened until that person lived there. So it was kind oh. of like a double whammy, I think, where they felt like they had two different things that they could go in on, but were mostly upset about the fence and maybe should have focused on the other part a little bit harder. Interesting. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, I was going to say, if it was wetland, I could see why like you couldn't put fencing. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't construct things in wetland. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. But the whole like reading by our minds, it makes me think of um, this client I had. I think I told you guys this story, but... Um, where we had, I had this like younger guy wanted to buy a home. We looked and looked and looked, got him this mm-hmm. great deal in a home. It was, it was like wonderful. The basement, they were in the process of finishing. So like all new wiring in the basement, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't fully done. So he was going to take it over. It had, I think it was like up to drywall, right? And mm-hmm. that was it. <clears throat> Two days before closing, he is so upset that it's not ground, like there aren't the, there's not the grounding built into the main floor, but it's an older home. Like it's just not part of it, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, okay, but he went through it with the inspector. Yeah. The inspector told him how to remedy it. Like the whole thing, we're like almost to close. Mm-hmm. And he got so mad at me because he's like, I can't play my video games and blah, blah, blah. And I just was like, I was so over it at that point. Oh my gosh. But also I thought, Okay, first of all, I don't know you play video games. I have no idea what you do in your free time. Yeah. I don't even have video games, so I don't know what's mm-hmm. going to work, you know. And so it he would never was, even occur to you. It would never even occur to me. 
And so I was had him chat with the inspector and the inspector said, yeah, you can get a power surge cord or whatever. It'll protect your stuff. It's not the same, but it's similar and this whole thing. And he was so mad up until closing. He was so mad. He gave me so much attitude. Oh my gosh. So how would I but ever have... had an inspection done? Yes. Like that would have been a conversation to have had at inspection of, hey, these aren't grounded. I really need yeah. that. Yeah. Never Did he not up. know what that meant? I have no idea. Oh my so gosh. weird. I had no idea any of this was a problem until we're right at closing. Oh my god. He's so upset. He with you. was so mad. Like play your video games in the basement. Right? <laughs> and make that your little gamer, you know. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Also, if I were a home buyer and I was reading through something and I didn't know what it meant, I sure as hell would ask what it meant. Yeah. Yes. Like I'm like, you could have asked me, you could have asked the inspector. Do you know what triggered him being upset? Like, did he end up having a conversation with someone that was like, oh, it's not grounded, then you're not going to be able to plug in your Honestly, I'm not sure because it was so long ago. It's like 11 or 12 years ago. I just remember being like totally out of left field about this whole video game thing. And thinking, if you had told me this originally even because we'd only been looking at older homes in his price point all you could get was older homes Mm -hmm. I probably would have said okay well if you're concerned about grounding in older like we can't we need to look at newer homes we're gonna have to figure out how to adjust your price point or wait you know so I don't know I always wonder what happened to him I never I he's not somebody I put on my mailing list yeah (laughs) so gosh that reminds me of when I um sold a home to Russell and there was no GFCI GCF. I always. GFCI. You were right Thank you. I'm like, you got it. I'm like, which way does it go? And he didn't realize that that made it so that he couldn't work from home and plug his stuff in. Yeah. Sad. And I mean, and it was one of those things where afterwards he had to pay upwards of however much grand to rewire the whole house to make it so that he could work from home because like he that's just that was his obligation like he could work from home but he didn't know that yeah I yeah and that was a learning lesson for me too because for me I'm like okay if there's not any of those like people know because it's not as common in the old houses or whatever um but I it just didn't even cross my mind and it's one of those things that I'll always think about now Mm -hmm. yeah because you know lesson learned after it happened but yeah that kind of screwed up his whole thing. That poor guy had to pay to rewire the whole thing. Because he knew, right? Like, he knew. We just didn't know what we know now. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the hard part. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're not home inspectors. We can't. That's why they have to ask questions if they have concerns. Or, Mm -hmm. like, sometimes you just don't know. Like, and um, it's unfortunate that it comes, it's an issue afterwards, but. Well, and there's verbiage in the paperwork that buyers have to, like, do their due diligence, isn't there? Like in yeah. the contract mm-hmm. that you know we can't do all of the research that they need us to do for them. Like I'm pretty sure it's part of the PSA, isn't it? The yeah, purchase and it's, sale. It's part of ours, um, at least in Washington State. Yeah, it is part of ours, and um, I always remind people when I go through yeah. the contract with them of like, this is your this paragraph is your yes. reminder of. Ask me all the questions you have mm-hmm. before we close the home. Yeah. Because once we close the house, it's yours yeah. and there's nothing we can do. No. So right. feel, don't feel like you're bothering me. Ask me all the questions. If yeah. I can't answer them, I will point you in the right direction or send you a place to look it up or suggest mm-hmm. you talk to someone. Yeah. But you have to ask the questions before you own the home. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. once you do, you're just in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it's hard because some, I do think sometimes buyers don't think of things, 
especially first-time home buyers, yeah. until, like, they just don't even know to think about it, you know, until they're mm-hmm. a homeowner. And it's hard because you can't prep everybody for everything. And I tell people that, too. Like, I some things that are important to us, some buyers are not important to others. So it's really hard for me to gauge what's going to be of importance mm-hmm. to you. So I, you know, we've got to communicate. Yeah. There's also a lot of things with, um, I won't say first time home buyers cause really it's any kind of buyer that feels like they're not quite sure. I think a lot of times before they come and ask real estate agents things, they ask like their dad or their family mm-hmm. bought a house and all that. And then you're like combating information almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. There's been a few times where I have not, said certain possibilities because every transaction there's a million possibilities Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and it's not like I can tell you every single one and what we're going to do to combat each one you kind of have to take things as they come Mm -hmm. so um I had someone the other day who was like hey I talked to yada yada and they said that this is a possibility and I'm really worried about it and I was like god dang it I was like (laughs) (laughs) I'm like is it is it a possibility I'm not going to say no. Yeah. But is it likely? <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's so hard. Oh, my gosh. I had one client it's buy a house. It's a hard line to straddle. It mm-hmm. is. I had one client buy a house, and we were, like, halfway through the process. And she realized, which I don't know why I didn't realize this either, that it was that the housing development was right next to a prison. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. In Airway Heights. Yeah. yeah. And so she was like, so, are we moving in next to a prison? Is that safe? And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? I, Whoops. <laughs> I, had a, I worked, I sold yes, homes in a development right by there. Uh-huh. And um, I remember one client coming in, and I use this line so much. I yeah. mean, just kind of in joking because I'm, who knows what would happen. But right. he said, uh, I don't know, he mentioned the prison. And I said, oh yeah, you know, it's over there or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he goes... Well, I just figure that if somebody gets out of prison, they're not staying around here. It's <laughs> like, fair. Such a good point. <laughs> You're like, I'm yes. keeping that line and I'm using it for anyone that yeah. asks. Which my client ended up still wanting the house and it didn't yeah. change anything for them. It was just a funny just a realization. Moment. Yeah. And I was like, I did not even realize that that's what that was right there. But mm-hmm. now I know. So. <laughs> it's funny because there's so many homes around there, I too. I know. So it's kind of weird. But yeah. Yeah. You just don't know. In, in cl- some clients care a lot about certain yeah. things and some don't care. And it just, mm-hmm. you never know uh-huh. what you're going to get. So, and sometimes it's hard to pull things out of clients. Right. And like, know, like, what are your concerns? What mm-hmm. is important to you? Like, mm-hmm. what is a deal breaker that you mm-hmm. may not think is important? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that's so much of it. And where agents get in trouble, like, thankfully, this lady didn't. But I think a lot of it is also where, like, sometimes agents think our only job is to do the paperwork and get them through the contract mm-hmm. without being kind of like a detective along the way, you right. know, of like, what's important to you? What do we need to look for? What information do you need? Mm-hmm. You know? And it's not to overstep our role, but also at the same point in time, we're guiding them through this process. And I yeah. think sometimes mm-hmm. agents take too far of a backseat of like, I'm just here to hit the timelines and write the contract. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a hard, I mean, it's, it's a, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Sometimes I have to remind myself not to get too involved because there's like the professional side of me, but then there's the, like, I want to help you find a solution part of me. And yeah. I'm like, they don't always meet, nope, you know, no, they no. don't always meet. Mm-mm. Always err on the side of the professional. Well, and it, make, <laughs> yes. yeah, well, it makes me feel guilty though. Cause I want to be able to like help them, but I'm just like, it's, I, I can't. Yeah. yeah. 
I can point you somewhere. But I'll point you in the right direction. Yeah, but I'll point you in the right direction. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I feel guilt when I do that, but I like I know it's the right thing, but I just like feel like I'm not helping them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember um, our legal counsel for Washington State, she made a comment um, at one point stating like, that's realtor. Another big issue for realtors is we tend to be helpers. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we overhelp. Mm-hmm. So I always keep that in the back of my mind. Yeah. Don't be an overhelper. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard, man. It is. Hard. It is. But I'm glad the lady, the agent, didn't get sued or didn't, didn't lose yeah. the mm-hmm. lawsuit. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, because being sued over whether or not a fence could go up. I mean, that is you imagine? just ridiculous. And, I don't know. Yeah. Hi, Cap. Oh, this is Eleanor, if you hear meowing. <laughs> yeah. She's got things to, to give to the conversation. She just wants attention. She just wants attention. <laughs> she I feel that's paying attention to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that was okay. a good one. Okay. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we know. Now we know. I know it's kind of similar to the cemetery one. Yeah, but it was. I was like, mm-hmm. bitches want to build fences. <laughs> you know? And it's sometimes helpful. they just can't. Yeah. And it's helpful to hear different different scenarios yes. yeah you know like that's not an as an extreme scenario as as a cemetery, cemetery. As a cemetery. Yeah. especially like an indigenous cemetery i know, you know? Uh-huh. that's a less extreme scenario but it also proves the point of like what are we doing and yeah yeah mm-hmm. what are we liable for yep mm-hmm. that's so a big question yeah. all right okay bye